If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Gentlemen, welcome in to the Nameless Show. Anthony Sherman, I'm Garrick Dieter, Marco, our producer. We're trying to figure out this name situation. We got a couple that are uh, on our minds, but it's kind of hard naming a show, wouldn't you say, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's different having to uh, name a show for once and, and and really feel good about you know getting behind the name of it. Yeah, we uh, we put together a list of about ten names. All of them got shut down by the by the big dog. So we're just trying to trying to feel it out. We might leave it up to, to Twitter to hopefully point us in the right direction. But I feel like Coffee Boys, Coffee something, Coffee. Yeah, I mean, let, let us know. You know, Marco. hit us up. Let us know what you think. You know, think Coffee Boys right now. Coffee Boys. I was. It's the perfect time of the workday where you need some. Uh, getting towards the end of it. And bring some rejuvenation to the airs. No, nothing better to fuel that than some coffee. Yeah, especially if you're driving home and you've got a house full of kids. Like you need a little pick me up before you go be dad or mom. You know, a couple kids at the house. You got to be ready to go always. That's uh, coffee boys. I, I, I'm digging coffee boys. I think we can rock with it for now. And well, we'll add it to the list. Put it on the list. Put it on the board. Yeah, hopefully. put it on the board, please. Hopefully, the big dogs approve it. We'll see what's going on. First, uh, sure, man. Got our own show. How's it feel? What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it all started off of me just listening to you doing your little Border Patrol segment and uh, jumping on there, kind of trying to give you a hard time and what some of the stuff you were saying. You know, I had to represent myself every time you try to talk bad on, on softball or something. So I had to get on the air and, and talk to that. And, and, you know, it's been fun with those guys, Nate and Steven. Yeah, Nate and Steve, man, we had a... Uh... We had to get away from you guys. We were we were getting tired of those Thursday mornings. Nate never listening to us, never being in studio. It was always a tough time. You know, we come in here. Steven's always sitting in the big dog chair, and Sherman and I just pop in. Nate's just sitting there. He's either sleeping or he's not here. So we were trying to trying to get our own show to have a little bit have have a little bit of fun ourselves. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially now when him doing all that soccer stuff. I mean, he's he's big time in us. He's he's he. I mean, he is everywhere, literally everywhere. Soccer, football, the guys. You guys volunteering to co-host for him when he's when he's ever gone? That's a th- I mean, I don't know. You guys Coming after the big dogs here, you put him no, in mean, an uncomfortable <laughs> spot. What, what, yeah, sorry about tomorrow morning. I mean, we'll be on for a little bit. But yeah, we got. You'll, you'll have to. We got to see it the out boys for us tomorrow. First. They've been uh, no Nate and Nate and Steven been awesome. Obviously, we uh, wouldn't be in this situation if we didn't have so much fun with them. I think that's the first and foremost what we enjoy the most is actually sitting in the studio and it. It seems like they're just part of the like that. Like we talked about before, they're kind of just part of that locker room vibe. And you come in here and it's always fun. You always enjoy it. And you walk out, and it's like you always had a couple points that you want to talk about right after the show. So it was always a good time. Yeah, I think we wanted more, and and, and we expressed that, and and uh, the the people upstairs, you know, gave us our wish, and hopefully we don't mess it up, and yeah. you know we can rock this out for a while. Yeah, we'll see how the uh, first first couple of weeks go, but I'm, we're feeling pretty confident. I think we just 
What do you think? We just hop right into this NFLPA report card? Yeah, I think we're going to have to. That's the hot topic of the day, man. That's uh, I think that was something that obviously nobody really saw coming. I remember filling out that report card uh, my last year there, and I think that's what year it was from, which is kind of crazy. So what you're saying is you you gave some of these scores? I mean, because I I wasn't a part of the, the... I'm an honest man. The report card situation. Yeah, I'm an honest man. I mean, anytime you get a survey, especially workplace, I feel like you're never really pointing out the good unless it's yeah, really unless it's really really good. And yeah, and your name's not attached to it. So yeah, you can, you can be open <laughs> you, as you want. You can be as open. It's uh, like Sherm said, you're not putting your name on there. So obviously, people are going to be a little bit more truthful when it comes to a lot of things. And I think. Uh, it's obviously opened a lot of eyes today. It's, it's been the hot topic, of, especially the Chiefs having so so much success um, when it comes to winning games and winning Super Bowls. And you see this report come out, and a lot of the grades are negative. It's kind of it's, it's shocking. Yeah, I it's, would say it's it's a little bit shocking. Obviously, it's I don't think it's a direct reflection of anything really player wise or coach wise on the organization, but facilities and a couple other things, obviously. I think need to be, I mean, addressed. It's a lot of the stuff is yeah, outdated. I mean, I can I can remember you know specifically going to Miami and mm. playing in that Super Bowl and go, walking. We used their training facility and going in there. And it was older too. That wasn't it was, even no, the new they, one. It wasn't even the new one yet. The new one was getting built across the street. Mm-hmm. But their their locker room was. I mean, I, I didn't go. Through, I didn't I only you know Arizona wasn't much better yeah. to be honest with you. It was like an old school building that they just turned into a, yeah. a football facility but the chiefs you know everyday locker room it's, is is not it's old it's it's old i mean they, they could i mean they redid the 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 game locker the game room, locker room but the stadium what are, but we're over there i always thought it was i always thought it was cool going over to the game stadium or game locker room and you go in there and it's literally the same lockers out every single chief in the chief's history has been in like yeah, i always anything, felt like that was always pretty sweet yeah if anything that's that's the one you 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 leave you, you leave the way it is with all the history and tradition the chiefs yeah. bring to the nfl and then going in there and and i think that you could have even done something like who else had those lockers i know alan has been there forever he he knew probably i guarantee he had a list of where those guys lockers were and could maybe I know I think UConn does it, and you know all your schools that you went to, the, the sixteen of them, probably a uh, couple schools pro- probably have the the guys that had those lockers before, and you just see you know what presence you were in, yeah, using those lockers. Um, the everyday locker room, I would say, probably needs a, a re redo. And if anyone has been in there, and I know there's a couple people probably listening, media wise that have been in that locker room that uh, probably agree with me that that might need a. I, yeah, I, I think the whole practice facility needs a needs an update. You know, you go in there and it's not – you go into a professional organization, especially the Chiefs who have been so good for so long, and you walk in and you're kind of shocked that it, facilities aren't brand new. And that was kind of coming from Alabama, especially where they're updating the facility literally every – it seems like every season they're trying to add something or make it better. Yeah, but the way I look at it is you're – you can recruit in in college, so you know your facility and where those kids are going to be every day, or especially for a high school kid, yeah. wanting to go to a university. I mean, that's that's a big deal. I Agreed. mean, for a guy going in there saying, oh, "Wow, this is a sweet lounge." I mean, there's no player lounge in the Chiefs locker room Agreed. or Chiefs facility at all. 
Um, but like other than that, like you recruit heavily on what your facility looks like. The NFL, you're getting paid. Like yeah, you, you don't good. want your money. You don't show up. Like you get cut. And yeah, that makes sense. You know, I I see why. But I mean, there's other teams that are, that haven't had the success the Chiefs have had that are building new facilities. But don't you think the success that you, that the Chiefs have had should reflect their facilities? Like, don't you think everything should be first class no matter what? A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like if if you go, if you're a free agent and you want to go to the Chiefs, I mean, you're going to go because they win football games, not yeah. necessarily the facility. Yeah, nobody... but it's it's a sign from the owner that it's you know, hey, this is how much I care about you guys. Let me build you a new facility. Yep. Let me put you in some nice lockers, nice training staff. Yep. Not, you know, however it is, you get those. Like, well, you know, I'm a big weight room guy, and you go into a sweet weight room. You get fired up, music's good. blasting. You know, you can get you get a good look, w- lift in. So I think it's just a, a sign to those guys that that the owners care and they want the nicest stuff for their players. I yeah. think Jerry Jones. I don't never been in their facility, but just knowing I think, they, I think they had A's almost all the way across the board on the list, which is like one of the very teams that I think there was only a couple teams that literally had a, more than one A. And most of the A's were on the strength coaches, Marco? What yeah, you- so the Cowboys, uh, they finished with an A across the board, like you mentioned, but finished with a B in training room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherm, you mentioned Arizona, your f- first team before coming to Kansas City. Uh F's all across F's all across the board except training staff got an A minus and train uh and strength staff uh got a excuse me, tra- strange tra- training staff finished with a B plus and strength staff finished with an A minus. Yeah. So yeah. It, I feel like every strength coach like almost that's kind of like your guy when you're you're in the facility as the strength coach and Bear Rubes is <laughs> Rubes. He's one of the one of the guys that almost it's hard to find somebody that doesn't like Rubes that's in the Chiefs organization. And he was always the guy that you go into that weight room you're going to get a, what's up, bud? How you doing, bud? And, He's got that southern yeah, accent. Southern accent. <laughs> yep. You feel good walking in there, and you're going to feel even better walking out just from the vibes that Rubes uh, would bring on. And No, it's awesome to see that, that staff, mm-hmm. his staff in, in the weight, weight room um, get recognition like that because those are the guys yeah. in there. 100%. You're in there two, three times a week. With those guys, especially this off season coming up, you're in there. You know the first two phases. I'm pretty sure you get most of your time with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta and Baltimore only two teams there that didn't finish with an A or B, D minus or an F, F minus, which is impossible. But yet found a way to get that in for Baltimore. I got to ask you guys this: um, the criteria, the, the the focus points of this survey, um, what they were asking the players' opinion on. Do you like that choice for? Uh, an ex- I guess a social study like this, do you like the things that they picked out wanting to get the players' thoughts on, or do you think I, there's other important things? I think those are – I think these are important when it comes to – I would think your – I think your overall morale, being in the facility, and kind of just your attitude on a day, daily basis. Um, obviously, you're not going to sit there and rate your coaches or rate the, the, the front office. Like, those are just – I mean, everybody. Those those you can tell if they're good or not by winning and losing games. So this is the kind of stuff that I feel like the NFLPA just wants to get a better feel for and what they need to really work on. Um, it's clear that they need to work on a couple things and hopefully put a little bit more money when it comes to the facilities, the food, the team travel. And there's a lot of things that 
definitely will make a difference in player happiness, walking around the facility, being in a good mood. Obviously, winning helps that. But if you're losing games, if the Chiefs were 0-16 and this was a story and all these were D's and or A's and B's, like, does it really even matter? Yeah, I mean, you get the Super Bowl champs with a lower grade than a team that lost in the second round of the playoffs. So yeah. it's tough, but, you know, it, I guess it doesn't really necessarily matter to the players. I mean, I didn't go in there with a bad attitude because there was – terrible food for lunch or something like that but I, that's what i, I it don't, just it I just don't picks the, you up all right let's it go just, through you want to go through the list yeah we'll go through the list all right the food i don't think the only thing i can think of d to f would be the gate like game day or road hotel food like the day of game at the hotel the food is not good and the road, yeah, but road Coach Reed, hotel. Coach but Reed the, makes up for it the, the, the night before the game that's snack, the snack snack nine is always snack. pizza ice cream junk food but the good, like healthy food, the day of games and road hotels is not good. No, it's not good. But, but the facility, that's not, that's not the road hotel isn't on the Chiefs. They could cater food. I mean, you now you're talking about having a, a restaurant cater food in for how many guys? Like guys eat everything different. Like I was a breakfast guy before games. I ate breakfast. It could have been a night game, and I'm having an omelet. You know, it it didn't matter to me what time the game was. Coffee. Oh yeah, always coffee. I mean, there's you got to get fired up somehow That's before you take that until you coffee take that boys. pre-workout. Coffee boys. All right. Well, Which, I mean, don't, wait, would that be a hot or an iced coffee on game day? We already know how you take it. You know, morning is usually hot and black, hot black coffee, um, and then depending on the weather, um, you know, it's starting to get a little nicer out. Uh, we, we'll go with the black iced coffee. Yeah, you're to, not human. To roll the roll the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I agree, Mark. I mean, Garrett's got a coffee in here right now, and I wouldn't even co- consider a coffee. It's it's creamer and sugar. They made it a little. A, uh, he asked for. He goes, "Can I get I cream, one and sugar, one. I and, and a one splash one. of coffee in that thing?" Give me a little <laughs> one and one. It's uh, they. I, I didn't make it. I'm just drinking it, buddy. Like I can't. I can't control everything. All right. So I mean? let's get back on. Let's get weight back room. On. We hit weight room. I would say C. It's it's pretty fair. I mean, it's a nice weight room. Could it be better? Obviously. I mean, it could yeah, be bigger. It could have well, more th- stuff. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is Barry did a great job of setting up the weight room yeah. uh, with the size he had. Yeah. And he made the, it work. The amount of equipment that you need in an NFL locker room or weight room, mm-hmm. um, he did a great job with that. And I know I'm pretty sure during COVID, yeah, uh, he moved. A lot he, of adjustments. There was a, a lot of rules that, you know, too many guys in the weight room. So he had to move a, order a bunch of equipment, rent a bunch of equipment, and move it in the back of the the facility yeah that's um, when uh i should go locker room covid because they moved how many guys was it 20 like moved like the whole practice squad into the weight room and put up like curtains as our locker room yeah i mean that's a, you can't really that's not that's no, not anything kidding. that's not their fault no rubes rubes definitely made uh he did the best he could he'll, with, he'll with be joining space. us in a couple mm. weeks when he gets back from his retirement and vacations that he wants to take well-deserved vacation yeah. well-deserved hall retirement. of fame strength coach we'll 100%. have some we'll have a good Good conversation Coach, with him in the yeah, next Coach couple Reed, weeks. Yeah, Coach Reed's guy through and through, our guy through and through, almost everybody's guy through and through. So I'm super excited to get Bayer Rubes on here. He's going to be awesome. One thing they didn't grade on the uh, NFL PA was the equipment staff. We want to give them a shout out. I think that's a. I think they're an A plus equipment staff. They do an excellent job of getting guys what they need, um, adjusting weather wise, and oh, just making it as easy I mean, as possible for the guys. Alan Jay. You know, you, you, those are my guys. They 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 took care of players and made sure they had everything they needed, and they needed to order something new. Mm-hmm. They would, and, and they have it pretty quick. Um, 
again, yeah, equipment staff is is definitely for the Chiefs in our opinion an A A plus. Yeah, they they did an excellent job of just really catering to the players, making it as easy as possible. To, if you had a certain helmet, if you had a certain glove, cleat, no matter what it was, they tried to do their best to to make you feel comfortable and not think about equip, equipment, which is the main. I think the main job of equipment manager is to make sure the players aren't thinking about it because if they're thinking about it, that probably means they're not uh, not enjoying it too too much. We got the uh, the big one, the training room, the training staff. I think this one. Uh, I think this is the biggest topic of the day. Um, obviously, Sherman and I deal with. I think when you go in the NFL and I think you deal with certain trainers, and Sherman and I were guys that never really dealt with Rick too often like our like my my guy if i had ever an injury it would be david glover sherms evan craft yeah so that one's tough to say obviously people have their own opinions on everything so we won't get too much into it but um glove and the whole training staff everybody tiff um julie evan who else is in there all, the interns were always great. Yeah, no, they had a great staff. I mean, it, the people in there definitely cared for their players and, and wanted to get, them, to get back on the field as fast as possible. Yeah, you, I mean, you saw that through the playoffs yeah. with Pat and Kelsey. They they work tirelessly through the season. I mean, those you very rarely get to the facility either when you're in there in the morning or at night and the training staff is not there. They're always going to be there. They're always working on getting everybody back and – um, we always had positive experiences. I will say, I kind of I read the the part about you don't want to report injuries. I felt that as a undrafted free agent practice squad player, it's like yeah, but it's football. Yeah, like but, you're supposed to be able to play through some stuff here. It's not it's not the country club where you just but, you know oh, I got a hangnail. I mean, no offense to baseball, but it's like hangnail. They they miss three four games. Yeah, but and, buddy, I had like a broken foot one time, and I was scared to go in that there. That might have been because of me, not, yeah. not because of the trainers. Like Sherm, Sherm told me. I, I remember. I think it was my first year. I w- I had something a muscle pull, or it might have been my foot, and I was in there for like one day. And Sherm walks by, and he's like, "You shouldn't be in here." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> so, old school, baby. It's old so school." I, so I got out of there, and I. I think I literally had a broken foot and just pu- uh, pushed pushed through it. And obviously, when I you're mean, done you're playing, fine now. yeah. But when you're done playing, there's a lot of things that you wish you reported on for the the NFL PA side of things. You want to make sure you're getting all your benefits that you can get um, as a former player. And that's something I wish I went back. Like if I had any injury, just reported and. You don't feel any pressure. I think that's what the main thing is. You feel pressure when you report an injury because coaches will bring it up, trainers will bring it up, the GM knows about it, and you just feel awkward. Like you just, you really feel awkward about it. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's. I think that's a lot of. I mean, how many? How many, Marco? How many teams got higher grades? I mean, I know the Chiefs were last, but like overall grades. So for training staff, and I think was, um, one of the things that was really surprising was that the Chargers, I think, finished ahead of Kansas City. That was another thing that fans were – and people were very uh, kind of shocked by. Um, but so Kansas City, they finished at the bottom uh, right <laughs> behind Washington in training staff. And then in training room, uh, the Chiefs finished um, like a, like – 20th had yeah. so around around 25 out of 32 teams 20 um so it's they they were they were in the bottom they were, they had nothing above a d plus as far as um 
when it comes to the training aspect of yeah, they yeah. Survey. I mean, if you go back to training room, you go back to the weight whole, room. The it's, it's the food. I mean, that's the caf. I, mean, I think I saw something about a cafeteria not being big enough. It, it's not. I mean, it, yeah. it's there's you know six or seven big round tables up there. They 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 have to. They're doing their best. It's not necessarily that the staff. It's just they're yeah. doing their best with what they have. And Agreed. you know, you go to some of these other places, and and I don't. I was only at two places, but you, you when you know you went to the Super Bowl, you saw the. You know, they had the whole lounge for mm-hmm. the the Dolphins players, and I think we played a little ping pong after practice one time, getting yeah, on the late bus get, after workout. Getting and in with the boys. Just having good times and, and hanging out with those guys. Yeah, we'll finish finish going through this list right after this break. But, yeah, there's some crazy things going on with the uh, the Chiefs organization, it seems like. Not really, but we'll see what, uh, we'll see what else is on this list and, and dissect right after this. Hey, everybody. Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas and was raised on the values of respecting hard work. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call, 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Welcome back to the Nameless Show. We're still debating it. I still Coffee Boys is catching. I mean, it, it feels right. Welcome back to the Coffee Boys. Feels pretty strong. I mean, what are you strong? Not strong. I, I like it. I'm I'm good with it. Coffee Boys with cream. Coffee Boys cream and sugar. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. But uh, we that have coffee's a sitting you, Dieter, isn't it? It is. He's he's feeling, feeling it right now. I just hit about 20 push-ups in between breaks. I'm feeling good. <laughs> we have a very special guest. On the show, first ever show, we decided to go with the long ball snapper for the Kansas City Chiefs, James Winchester. They say he snaps the ball. Thank you, thank you. He snaps balls faster than anyone else. Is this true, James? I appreciate that. Debatable. James, I don't know. We'll get, we need we need we need we need Dieter to uh, come catch some footballs for me. Find out. No, buddy, I'm not. I'm not in there wasting time. You were. I go over to Sherm's house <clears throat> to work out today, and as I'm leaving, James and Sherm walk in, and James brings his shoulder pads and helmet, about to go snap some balls. I'm like, buddy, like he's left a net in my gym for yeah, a year. That now. thing just takes up space in the back. It's got dust all over it. <laughs> This guy's <laughs> James is not hey. not one to to clean up after himself. Let's say that. No, it's usually. Now, come on, man. I, I I put it I put it in the corner at least. I let, I let Sherm's kids play with it. You do you do do that, James? Tell us tell us how uh, everyone wants to know. And I know I just told these guys a little bit about your story and how how long it took you to get into the league. Just tell tell us a little bit about that. Well. Uh... Man, it took a few years. Um, after uh, graduating from Oklahoma, um, I uh, spent uh, about three seasons working in oil and gas as a landman and uh, bounced around, worked out at high schools, um, on-end jobs um, here and there, mostly southern Oklahoma or western, and um, went to some camps out in Arizona. Uh, Gary Zahner puts on some special teams camps out there. And and uh, had gone to those 2013, 14, and 15. My last year at Oklahoma was 2011 season graduated in the spring um wasn't heavy enough to snap and uh in the nfl and uh didn't have the experience as a wide out so basically my uh wide receiver days were over um but i wasn't heavy enough to snap so 
got with a strength and conditioning coach and nutritionist, put on about 35 pounds in two and a half months, started getting looks in 2013, uh, worked out for a handful of teams, um, Green Bay, Buffalo, uh, signed with the Eagles in 2013, was there for two weeks as a fill-in guy. Uh, John Dornboss at the time had a concussion, so I came in and played a couple preseason games. The magician, what a guy. Um, and uh, great story as well, that guy has. Um, and uh, then went home, went back into work, and um, did that until early 2015. Was getting close to hanging it up. And uh, my future wife and I were about to get married and uh, kind of was considering uh, hanging it up for good. You know, I'd been out three years and hadn't had any real opportunities to stick with the team. And uh, the guy that puts on the camps in Arizona called me and uh, said, hey, I didn't see your name on the list. And I said, yeah, I was kind of debating, you know, putting that money towards our wedding. And, and uh, he said, well, I called the guys who have formally signed a contract since you signed with Philadelphia in 13, and this is obviously 15. And uh, so I just kind of was like, yes, sir, I've been training. So, yeah, just sign me up. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, come out to the camp. And went to that camp, and uh, that's where uh, I met the guys with the Chiefs and had a couple workouts lined up, came to Kansas City. They basically told me they weren't going to uh, – signed Gafford back and and uh, was going to have an opportunity to compete with a couple guys for the job and so uh, signed in Kansas City March of 2015 went on to win the job and uh, has just finished year eight two-time Super Bowl champion it's pretty amazing <laughs> that's what I like to hear right there James you say 35 <laughs> pounds in two months 35 pounds in two months were they drug tough. testing back then I or? Never, what'd you say I said were they drug <laughs> testing back then uh, <clears throat> You know, it's funny. I actually had my agent at the time. He, uh, uh, she actually had someone ask, like, um, basically, like jokingly, because she told him, "Hey, you know, he gained, uh, 30, you know, thirty-five pounds, and you know, he's he's uh, ready to go this spring." And he made a comment um, about, like, "Hey, you know, they're gonna drug test." Like, so wasn't the only one, but uh, yes, they did drug test Garrick, and uh, I was clean, so now, no worries. Now, did you did you have any the rookie mini camp invites that you did? <clears throat> Um, you know, I did the first, uh, my first ever rookie mini camp was actually with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2012. Uh, go like this, I showed up as a, uh, wide receiver weighing 207 pounds as a tryout guy. Let's go. And, uh, went three days and then, uh, you know, hit the trail and went home. Uh, didn't sign. The, the interesting thing is my wide receiver coach for those three days was Nick Sirianni. Uh, so that was kind of a, an interesting little deal. I have no idea if he remembers me or not. Probably, probably not. not. Probably no not. No, no, probably no way. Not. Yeah. No way. Um, unless someone's told him. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, but that was the first opportunity. And then I think I ended up going to four. I went to rookie minicamp with the Green Bay Packers, Kansas City, obviously, in 12, Buffalo, Kansas City twice, because uh, I came back and had to go to Kansas City uh, rookie minicamp in 2015. So, uh, made the rounds. That's for a, sure. Yeah, no, I mean for the kids listening and and parents, I mean that that's that's an awesome story of dedication and and hard work and and the things that you put in that no one else saw in the uh, the closed doors of your house and going to high schools and working out when when no one was watching and and that's that's pretty awesome for what uh, what you've accomplished through your career now. Yeah, I will I will give I James I will give James a lot of credit. I think uh people look at long snappers and think like they're really not athletic. I think James is I would guess the most athletic long snapper in the league. Nobody can jump as high as that guy and I would doubt there's anybody faster than James. Well, James, anybody, I mean, I, anybody well, close? All I know is, is uh, Frank Zombo, you and myself yeah. really helped James progress. Yeah, become the player he is and, today. And, you know, not have his head on a swivel the entire time yeah. running down on the field. Uh, he was always one of those yeah. guys that was worried about getting laid out. 
And, and he showed I mean, it when he was running down yeah, on run those it, run punt it. coverages. I'll yeah, tell you well, that. Running right down the middle of the field, you you got to have your head on the swivel. So I'll but not as that. much as him. No, though. I was, mean he, he was he extra. Was a little, he was a little scared. Well, you know, there was actually a rule change at one point uh, a few years along the line that uh, you know you couldn't decleat guys on the punt team. So uh, you know, as, I mean, they can't uh, even line up over you now. No, that, it's questionable. It's uh, in practice. you know, it's one of those things where hey, it's one of those things. It seems like you're protected until I flip you the ball and you do it and have uh, you know, one of these linebackers line up in your a gap, not on you, and take off after you. And, and anyways, you yep, I can out. attest to this. I, I did it one time, and well, it, it was hey. not, it was not very good. I'll <laughs> hey, tell you that. I, that that that's right, everybody. Anthony Sherman uh, can attest to um, what it's like to be a long snapper for a week. He did that in 2016, and. Uh, yeah, learned a couple things, huh? How long did it take you to actually be good at snapping the ball? Like, was it natural? Is it something that you just picked up because that's the only way you thought you could make the NFL? You know, I started snapping going into college. Um, I wanted to play at Oklahoma. That was the dream. I grew up south of, of um, Norman, and a little small town in Washington. And my dad was a punter for um, Oklahoma back in the 80s, won a national championship there. So, I always dreamed of being a Sooner. My older sister uh, played basketball at OU at the time, so I mean, it was like I didn't care. Um, I didn't care about any other co- uh, schools, colleges. I wanted to go to Oklahoma no matter what. So I didn't care what position I played. I wanted to make the team. So I walked on as a wide receiver. Uh, soon found out in 2008 that I was probably not going to make the team as a wide receiver. They were stacked, um, and so just so happened the long snapper at Oklahoma had partially torn his Achilles tendon. Um, and so I thought, well, hey, if I can long snap, you know, I, I grew up playing quarterback, wide out, I can throw the ball. And so I leaned over and threw it, and, you know, I could, I could throw it pretty hard, you know, to God-given ability where I had some, some whip to it. But, I mean, that thing was skipping across the ground. It was over the punter's head. It was all over the place. Kind of like a golf shot, you know. If you've got a decent swing and you've got some form, um, you know, you can, through repetition, you can um, – you know, get that accuracy, and so which is uh, wrong on I your end. That. Which is wrong on your end. Remember Frank Zombo and James Winchester versus myself and Pat on the golf course. <laughs> I mean, biggest I cheater mean. in the world are Frank Zombo and James Winchester. But carry listen, on, I, I carry on. Speak, hey, hey, listen, keep, hey, keep my keep my name <laughs> out of your mouth. You, I can't speak for Mr. Zombo dropping a ball and rolling it across the green <laughs> to get a read. I can't. That that was him. Also, the whole oh, I found my ball kind After of thing. After forty like, minutes of searching, again, hey, leave my name out of that. I'll I'll, I'll leave that to Frank. So, uh, yeah, but um, I didn't actually really start long snapping until my freshman year of college uh, as a way to make the team. Uh, played the first three games as a true freshman, and then the the veteran came back, and I backed him up, and then really snapped. Started at Oklahoma as a long snapper for the rest of my career, and obviously reserve role as a wideout. Um, but uh, just continue to get better. I mean, honestly, when I graduated college, uh, my first, you know, after I gained all that weight and went to Philadelphia um, and played in that first preseason game, and basically what I found out there is, like, I'm still not good enough to snap in this league. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I can throw a good ball, but you got to be able to walk. And so you know, that's what I learned from that. Went back to the drawing board and, you know, golf net in the backyard, just like I'm still doing it at, uh, in Sherm's gym. And, uh, you know, just kind of just put in reps and uh, kept getting better and, you know, I look back to going in in 2015, and you know, I feel like I was—I um, feel like I was not very good, to be honest with you. Looking back on it, um, so thankful for uh, all those guys sticking with me. Uh, you know, my first year in Kansas City, but um, you know, you just keep getting better, and you learn from the guys that you're around, and you just find ways to get better. Yeah, I mean, for 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 you, I know, I know your off season is 
is heavy with the amount of short snaps that you try to get into the perfect position to defeat a lot of the issues that we listen to all year um, with the fans and, and what what took place. But I, I know I can attest to James, uh, me sitting on a knee trying to trying to catch the ball and telling him which direction the laces were, so he could try to get that thing perfectly spun around to just place ball and in, in, in good laces and kick it. So. Um, for all you guys that don't know, James is very dedicated to his craft, and he goes out there every day and works. And, and it's not one of those positions that we all like to joke about. I'll still give him a hard time and say it's not real football, but um, he, he does. He does definitely do a, a good job of of trying to make sure his his stuff is is tightened up. Yeah, James, when you go through and have the season like you guys had, you win the Super Bowl basically on a, on a last second field goal, and that obviously starts with you. And you go through the season, and you guys had some struggles on field goal. Yep. How much does that go into? Is it technique? What it like? Is that something that really affects you guys in the locker room? Do you guys read about that? Do you listen to the outside noise? How does a situation like that affect you as a long snapper? Um, obviously, you're you're starting off the uh, the biggest play of most games. So, how does that kind of affect the whole operation? I mean, for us, you know, we, we try to be perfect. I mean, that's the name of the game. Um, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be perfect. You know, I mean, um, there's a lot of times where, you know, I've got a snap that uh, maybe the laces are a little inside or a little low inside the location, you know, and Tommy cleans it up. And then, you know, Harrison makes it and then nothing said. Or, you know, I might have a perfect snap and, you know, holds a little here or there. You know, I mean, everyone's human and, and uh, we make mistakes. I mean, we work, you know, as a kicker, punter, snapper. I mean, you guys know, we, we that's all we do. I mean, we spend – Outside of off-season training, I mean, a large portion of what we do, especially when you get into training camp, mm-hmm. you know, OTAs, training camp in the season. I mean, oh, we, let's go to training camp real quick. Let's go. No, no, no. Let's go to <laughs> go, training go camp ahead, real go, quick. Go I mean, buddy, you come out and, and warm up with the team, and then the three of you try to sneak away and walk back up the hill. Into the air conditioner. Into the air conditioner, and there's people. They, they have like a little putt-putt set up. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they've... Beds. They got the Colquitt used to have a a bed in the facility, yeah, like yeah. in the back of the equipment room, and they, they would take yeah. naps. I mean, they, I mean the legends, the legends, and the questions of what do the specialists do when they're not at practice? They just it's legendary. They continue to grow. You, it's not as fun as you think it is. Honestly, we kill a lot of time, but um, I will I will help you out here, Sherm. We we definitely do not go back up to the facility anymore. We stay down at the field, so that help you. And make you happy. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it no does. Up the no, that, that used to irritate me when I had to go through EB's <laughs> American Gladiator and yeah. I see James leave in practice. Yeah, so we would. So here's a little story. We would start practice in St. Joe, and and uh, Sherm would, you know, Sherm, Dieter, these guys, you know, they'd be an individual, you know, about to go to this, you know, two two hour and twenty minute grueling practice, and you know, we would go down a stretch. Well, we're not up for you know field goal or punt return. You know, for gosh, I mean, well over an hour, hour and ten minutes. I mean, what are you going to do? Stand there? You know, I mean, so yeah, you guys we would, would leave practice. Gr- we would, we you would, would take the golf cart up. The- <laughs> no, we never took the golf court. Thank you very much. We would we would run up the ramp, go up, get off our feet, watch film, stretch, do kicker, punter, snapper stuff, and then we would come back down. Twenty minutes left. Get back into it and get ready for practice. Um, well, on the way up of that green monster, as we were running away. Anthony Sherman just couldn't stand it, and so he would always, you know, you always got fans in St. Joe, right? I mean, everybody, they, they have a great turnout there and uh, are so supportive. And we're trying to sneak out the back door to go up the, you know, the facility up this Green Monster, and uh, 
up the turf, and you would hear Anthony in the background, Kekkers! Kekkers, where are you going, Kekkers? And everybody on that grandstand on the hill would turn and look at us. And, I mean, I would be so embarrassed running up the hill, like, dude, stop. Please stop. Like, you, do, I, you, you know, you try to, like, out of sight, out of mind a lot of times as a kicker, punter, snapper. That's kind of the name of the game. And uh, Anthony definitely made sure we were not out of sight or out of mind by any any means. No, I had to get you back somehow for when you when you would put you put a uh, a bullfrog in St. Joe. A, they put a the kicker specialist. I would call them put a bullfrog in Jamal Charles and myself's bathroom. And uh, uh, who else? Frank's and Josh Mogles. I, I heard that. I heard that was Mike DeVito, honestly. No, don't don't blame other people. I know you're the only country dude in that group that would want to put your hands on a bullfrog, so I know you did it. <laughs> there, uh, there, there's many many pranks played um, at training camp, and there's only three dudes that have time to play those pranks, so I'll just leave it at that. So do you want to uh, clear up the air on, on why, when I went to training camp this past year, you, and I know Garrick had this same question, you didn't take all full-team covers when you you only have about 15 minutes of practice? Yeah, you know. And when, you for just, the fans, the if they point. don't know what a full-team cover is, is, is the unit, the most of the time on punt, we will do our protections. And, you know, the kicker, snapper and kicker will go through, the punter will go through his form, he'll kick most of the balls. And then you only might, you know, training camp, you might get two or three full full covers where yep. you'll actually protect and then run down the field and, and cover the punt return team. And you've got players that, you know, are, are just not doing the, what they're supposed to do because he says that he's tired for 15 minutes of practice in training camp. Yeah, and this is special teams hey, is always never, at the, never special teams is always at the very end of practice. So you're already two hours in and. Some of us are receivers, so we're running all day, and then we got to go down there and run down five, six kickoffs. And that's a uh, struggle. You see Winchester over there. Just well, he'll drink go water, to the one. He'll go to the one and run thirty yards and stop, yeah. and be like, "Oh, you know, I did my job." <laughs> and you got guys that really practicing going through the whole motion, you know, all the way down covering, making making the hey. guys better. And, and hey, I mean, is this a question that you answer. might not be a team player? Like, yeah. Uh, oh, so no, you're not a team no, player. No, is that yeah, what you're so saying? Here's, no, so here, here, here's the deal. So, you know, what I do, I just do as I'm told. And, you know, when my coach says, hey, you don't have to take all five of these. You know, typically when we're doing a punt return drill, it's a it's a return on the punt return side. So no one's covering the snapper anyway. So if I run down and be Mr. Hero, we're not supposed to block me anyways. And if I do, you know, so be it. But um, the guys typically who are blocking long snappers, snapper's not going to be the first one down the field. So, I mean, I could jog down on those to make you guys happy, but I probably just probably won't do that. I'll probably I'll probably cover you every other like I, I always do. Get 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 those three hard reps, you know, three full speed reps, you know, like a champion to go out. Yeah, I guess. You, what I'm hearing is that you guys need more practice, and James, he's all good already. He's that's he, what it he sounds just needs like. To get back. He just needs to he's do sa- a quick warm up. Yeah, he's, he, he's saying that he's uh <laughs> he's a little too good for the hard workers, I guess. Well, yeah. hey, you guys want special treatment? <laughs> it sounds like you. It sounds like you got to beat him out for the job. You want you want you want that That's special true. treatment? That's yeah. true. I mean, I can snap. Yeah. I, I just can't block. Hey, come on. I can't block. James, <laughs> you were you were notorious for spiking guys on practice squad slash uh, any punt drill during the season. Could we talk about that a little bit? Every single time we would line up on punt drills, especially during the season, and it's scout team punt the guards. They take. A, I would always play the personal protector, so I'm right behind James. 
And every time after the first snap, you see almost both guards inside foot. They're limping off the field every every time. Is that something that players need to get used to? You need to give them a little bit of heads up. What's going on with that? You know, you know, if you're a guard and you kick straight back, I typically won't step on you. If you're a guard that takes that inside foot and puts it in my in my lane where I'm backpedaling, absolutely, you're going to get stepped on every time. That's a, I yeah. mean, smart but guys, buddy, but smart but guys use do good technique. And you're yeah, good no, I did on. it, but like I, I can, you know, I, I got straight back when I played guard, and I didn't have an issue with that. But I do always well, remembering. If you remember, Garrick, it was always like, "Hey, guards, you got to help James. Yeah, you yeah. you got to, you, you know, get that to, hand out, get that inside hand up, and help James so he can get on his guy. Because if not, he's just going to mm-hmm. hold him and pull him down. And so it would make a uh, big emphasis every week that guards help need to hand. help. Yeah, if, we had to hold. You know, we had to hold, yeah. have a whole oh, trust me. separate punt I, meeting. I know. I was I was a practice squad. I was on the other side when we had the rush, and I would always make sure I get one of those guys that's on the inside rushing on James because I could always get through him. And like you said, those mm. those guards were always there right go. there, putting those the double hands on me, and then James would step on me, and I'd have to limp off the field. <laughs> you got your feet underneath mine. That's not my problem. Yeah. Um. <laughs> James, do you want to go through and rank, personality-wise, your favorite kickers? Favorite kickers? Yeah, like your kickers that you've done. Across, I mean, you've had three NFL. kickers, right? Oh, personality-wise, you've had you're the oh, snapper I mean, for three yeah. three Chiefs kickers, correct? Well, hey, I've got to play with some some great uh, kickers, but now you also got kickers and punters. So I mean, well, no, got, we're not talking got, about punters. We're talking players, about kickers just, right now. We'll get to the punters in a second. Kickers. Oh man, rank them. Um, I mean, I've only played with two, so both oh, I guys it was very three. different. You didn't play with suck up three. Nope, never played with Sucko. All right, so yeah, then go so with... I, I was with Cairo. Cairo my first two and a half years, um, and then Harrison since then. But um, both guys very different. Obviously, you could attest to that, Sherm. You were around Cairo. We didn't ask uh, you. I didn't, Cairo, Garrick didn't ask me the question there, bud. What's up? Garrick didn't ask me the question. Hey, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you this answer. <laughs> I'm not going to rank my favorite. Um, I love both those guys, and uh, I still stay in touch with Cairo, and uh, obviously love Harrison, and I love uh, I love the way he got to finish the season and, and made some kicks when they counted and and uh, when we needed him the most. And I mean, what a way, you know? I mean, guy thought it was uh, you know to win AFC championship, mm-hmm. you know, on a last second kick, and then he gets doing a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, that's incredible. That's, and uh, as a kicker, you know, I think that's for, what you live for. for him, great for the city. For all of us, you know, is I mean, there? Is there? Huge. I mean, go back to if anyone wants to go back and watch the, the that kick, the first. And what, did you think it was a deeper kick than what it was? And you were covering, or were we trying to get the you ball? Know, you were in the end no. zone before the kick actually got through the the last the kick. No, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I was, I was trying to go get the ball. All right, I mean, you could you get the ball so I can give if it you're watching the TV copy, um, you just see that you see that head and the number well, just come sprinted in like he was trying to cover a long kick or yeah. something. While we're all well, here celebrating well, a Super Bowl, you're watching. You're like, what, what is James doing? It's exactly <laughs> what I said. You got to yeah. find your buddies on the field and well, be like, what is this guy doing? Well, here's the deal. You know, here's the deal. You know, you you get to kick a field goal uh, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, amazing. Obviously, you don't go out there thinking that. It's just just another rep. Um, you know, mentally. Um, and then you know, I thought, okay. Tommy and I talked about, hey, let's get the ball for Harrison. And so um, after we kicked it, I take off running, 
and I just see the ball as I'm running, chasing the ball. The ball just, I mean, he crushed it. The ball goes over the net and just disappears in the stands. And so by then I'm like, the back of the end zone, I'm like, well, that ball's gone. So I turn around, and there's this eye in the sky about five feet from me. So then it dawns on you, we just won the Super Bowl. Of course, at that point, I'm going to celebrate. So there you go. All right. Well, what, what's the last thing you're going to say to the Chiefs fans here before you before you get off with us? What's the last thing I'm going to say? Yeah, I'm going to say you? thank you. I'm going to say thank, thank you to Chiefs Kingdom for all the support. Um, I mean, it's incredible to get to play um, – you know, play for Kansas City, and I mean, what a, what a time to be a Chief, you know, and as a long snapper, you can uh, play for a lot of teams, but, you know, I've been very fortunate to be here and, and uh, win two world championships, and it's uh, Kansas City's home now, and, and uh, man, we love it here, and, and just, uh, I'm living the dream, so I just want to tell everybody thank you, and, and uh, appreciate you guys. Love it. Go well, we appreciate you coming on, James. You were uh, the first guest yeah. ever on the uh, on the show, the Nameless Show. Do you have any name suggestions? Have you guys come with a name? You, what do you name, think? Of, you what do you think of Coffee Boys? Coffee Boys. Just sit on mm. it. Sit on it and think about it. We'll we'll talk to you at Sherman. I think House. more like latte. Maybe like latte or frappuccino boys. All good. right, hang up on him. Hang up Wise on him. Guy. It's time, time to go. Wise guy. <laughs> Love you guys. See ya. Hey, See ya. Thanks for having me on. Yep. See ya. That was James Winchester. Eight years, Kansas City Chiefs long snapper. Hopefully, he can play for eight more years. We'll see how it goes, but we'll finish the show and uh, see you guys right after this break. Welcome back to the Coffee Boys with Anthony Sherman. I'm Garrick Dieter. Marco in the back room looking at... uh, some of your Twitter questions. We're going to see if there's any good ones to answer, give our best opinions on it, see how it goes. Sherm, we had Winchester. We had the first show. How you feeling? Good. I mean, I think we're going. Well. it's going pretty well. I think the, uh, the hour has gone by pretty quick. I hope the fans have enjoyed, enjoyed their first episode. Um, let us know what you think on Twitter. You know, even get hit Marco up, maybe give him some insight to what what we need to talk about next week or something. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, UFC. Mm. Uh, I'm not a big UFC guy, but I'd love to it should be love to hear some of your takes on what's coming up. Uh, is it this weekend? Yeah, biggest uh, biggest fight card of the year so far. We got John Jones coming back UFC 285. John Jones been out of the UFC for three years, coming back and fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world uh, and Chicken and Pickle, North KC, and Overland Park will be showing the fight. It is free on the rooftop, 21 and older, and it's going to be limited to 100 spots. And we had pretty close to uh, 100 people at that first uh, first showing, last pay-per-view, so make sure you get out. I'll be there enjoying the fights. Uh, this, can you get online and reserve a spot, or is first, it just first nah, come, first, first serve? First so you're come. saying that you want parade-style People tent up in tents the night before. You, if you want a good spot, I would recommend get there early. Maybe tailgate. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be an exciting card. The whole card is awesome. UFC is such an exciting sport to me. Um, it's something that's every fight you literally have no idea what's gonna happen. You don't know if it's gonna be a f- ten second knockout or go five rounds and be a, a boring, a boring fight. And that's what's what's fun about it. That's why I like it. I'm trying to get Sherm into it, and and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think I just want to see more knockouts or chokeouts or something like yeah. that. And just, yeah, come you know. on out. We can hang out. How about Anthony Sherman, Garrett Dieter, a little 
A little meet and greet. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm, I, what time is it on? Like it doesn't start till like eleven or Buddy, something. I'm listen. I gotta it's go to nine bed. o'clock. Nine o'clock. That's you're up at nine o'clock. It's uh, early be. for a main card. Nine, nine, no, p- nine standard. Nine nine p.m. is standard. Oh, oh, when the main when the main, the main card, card starts. The main card. Oh. The main card. I only want to see the big dogs fight. The prelims are fun sometimes, but you got to be, really be in the mood or with your boys watching that one. Um, Mark, are you getting anything pulled up for us? That's the one that me and my boys be watching because that's the free one. That's the free uh, one. Well, uh-huh. that's why you come to Chicken and Pickle. It is free. You come out and you just you watch the fights. There we go. It's a spot. Um, <laughs> other than just numerous questions about uh, what the name of the show is going to be, um, question from... Uh, one of the listeners from today wants to know um, how you do take your coffee. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what you guys have been up to ever since uh, now? Obviously, now you're doing the show, but what's been what's been up since uh, as your time off since you've been done being Chiefs? Go ahead, Sherm. Yeah, um, I, I've gotten into law enforcement, so I'm working in Bourbon County Sheriff, Deputy Sheriff down there, and working with uh, Homeland Security a little bit on task force. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've I've really thoroughly enjoyed coaching um, both my boys in youth sports. Um, we've got a pretty good football program right now. It's called Team Freedom, and then uh, in the spring we'll turn over to the Scrappers for baseball. So we're uh, we're we're loaded up on the weekends with basketball, baseball, football. You know, whatever whatever the season it is, we got sports every night. Um, it's fun. Uh, I I know the. Uh, what they talk about when your kids get into sports, things move a lot faster. Are you a uh, are you a hardo coach? You out there arguing with referees and you sports? I mean, I, you know, if if they don't call something the way it is, it's like, you know, if if they're gonna if they're trying to teach the kids, they need to call it both ways, and you just can't. Yeah, but there's no scholarships in youth sports. There's no scholarships, but you teach the kids the game and the love of the game and the intensity mm-hmm. of football and and the other sports that we play. That's respectable. Well, I had a great time. First ever show. I'm excited to continue this, and we'll get some more fan engagement, hopefully get some call-ins. We'll have some awesome, awesome guests lined up for the the upcoming weeks. But, Sherm, it's been a pleasure. Marco, pleasure. Appreciate you taking care of us, making sure we know what we're doing out here. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. We're excited. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.